Hello once again, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your honored host, and I am so grateful for your wise decision to join us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and we are here to help you win at the game of business and marketing. You may be an entrepreneur, small business owner, or local business owner. You could be a marketing and business coach. You could be somebody who helps others build their business. Or on the other hand, you could be a do-it-yourselfer who loves to have your own hands on the marketing levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment. Explore episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and discover how our experts help you win at the game of business and marketing. Now today, here on Business Creators Radio, we're going to look at business creation from a slightly different angle. We have folks come on the radio show and share with us about public speaking, social media, copywriting, blogging, content marketing, all these other disciplines that are necessary to help you create your business. But what we're going to look at today is something a little bit different, which is basically what we're going to call image therapy. And to help us understand this concept of image therapy, I have none other than Liana Shauli, who is going to show you how to get noticed, stand out, and shine, transform your personal style to attract new business and success. So just to tell you a little bit about Liana. Liana Shauli is the president and founder of Image Therapist International Incorporated, and a globally recognized thought leader, style expert, and educator. Ms. Shauli provides transformation through the empowerment of wardrobe. She has spent two decades consulting CEOs, celebrities, and political figures on matters of self-image. As the developer of image therapy, she works closely with her clients on their personal and professional presence using analysis, physical appearance, and education to adjust attitudes affecting self-esteem and overall sense of work. And among her many clients include Bob Mackey, the Canfield Training Group, IBM, Nordstrom's, Coldwell Banker University, Chico's, and many, many, many more. So, Liana, you got your drink poured there? You ready to go? (laughs) (laughs) I am. I got a big glass of water because we're going to, like, knock down the house. All right. Let's do Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. But before yeah. we do it, I got I to gotta just pull the reins ever so slightly because I want to take a step back here and give some of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance just to get to know you a little bit. So I read off your bio there. Very impressive. I, I hope that I can hang with you here because you're just so far ahead of the pale. <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about your, you know, what brought you where, where you are today, a little bit about your life story. Tell us something fun. Wow, something fun. Well, I was born and raised in Germany. Okay. And my parents, my parents are Persian, so I'm neither German nor Persian nor American, but I think that I, I consider myself a, a woman of the world. Right. You know, and I do this work. I do. I train image therapy and the process of image therapy and style architecture, and the presence of who you are, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, all over the world. And I do it in a, in a few languages, four or five languages. And I want to tell you that the most, the funnest thing about my life is that I created this domain because it's a passion of mine. It's been a passion of mine since I was a child. And because I would see that people were suffering and I wanted to create something that was, you know, would help people in the transformation of their lives and would empower women. At that time, it was only women. 
And so looking back at my life today, Adam, it's like I, I look at my life and I go, this is so fantastic. And if you look at business and what people are passionate about, you know, I say never lose the passion for a dream that you have. Because that's, you know, that's what we get to grow in. It's not something that makes money. It's not something that really supports your life or your family. I believe the first thing we have to have is passion. And I do. I have passion for transforming people's lives. So the empowerment through wardrobe, that's what I teach. This and that's, that came, that came from an early, early stories. Yeah, lots of early stories in my life. <laughs> wow. You know, when I think of wardrobe, this is going to be something that's going to open things up for me a little bit. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, one, I guess when it comes to my wardrobe, I'm very minimalist. I'm one of those guys that uh, whenever I buy a shirt that I like, I buy five of the same shirt because I have a very uh-huh. basic style that I carry with me uh-huh. all the time. Uh, every spring, uh-huh. I I go to Walmart and I buy like eighty copies of the same sleeveless t-shirt because that's what I like to wear around because I live in a very warm area and I work from a home office, uh, just me and my cats. So I normally don't have to put on a suit. But when I do put on a suit, uh, I tend to go all the way with it. And part of what I'm looking for today in terms of my Mm -hmm. own experience here, because as our listeners on Business Creators Radio Show know, not only am I the host, but I'm out there with them in the audience with my own pen and paper out looking for that slight edge to move my business (laughs) forward, is I can't wait to see um, what what you may have to say uh, in terms of some of these things that I believe to be true about image. But one more thing before we get there. One more thing before we get there. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, in our avid listeners know what's coming next we provide the tools techniques and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses a lot of our listeners tell me that they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody who comes on business creators radio show suggests they do except for time and money now this is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show and what i like is not only the variety of different answers but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted so liana how do time and money impact this whole topic of image therapy? Well, this is a a fantastic foundation to my work. You know, the question you're asking, time and money are the things that we can never get enough of. You know, time runs out and then we die. And money is something that we exchange for time. So imagine if if your toolbox, which I consider your closet, is such an effortless and easy place to go to for you to show up in the world with such grace and style and comfort and presence and autonomy that there's not a place where you have to think about it, where it becomes an effortless embodiment. See, the, the question you were asking me earlier, you know, I go to Walmart and I buy these T-shirts and then I, you basically have a uniform. Right. The reason, the reason why people choose uniforms is because it's safe. The reason why we want to be safe, the reason why we want to be safe, Adam, is because we don't have the gap that consists of who this body, this masterpiece is, and what's out there, and what bridges it is the knowledge to knowing your masterpiece so fully, completely, and inside out that no matter where you go, whether you're at Neiman Marcus or at Walmart or at Target or in a secondhand store, you know exactly what your masterpiece needs and you're never at a loss for a choice. But if you don't understand what your architecture is, 
if you don't understand that the sound of your voice is really important, then if the sound of your voice is like this, you'd be a very different person. That's very true. See, you, who you are isn't just the way you look and what you do in the world and how much money you make. It's everything. It's the way you make love. It's the way you kiss your children. It's the way you serve tea. It's the way you pick out silverware. It's the way you fight. It's the way you are kind and gentle and loving and vulnerable. All of those are facets of your masterpiece. And to put that into a uniform and diminish it to that little bit <coughs> in my world it would be playing small. Wow, this you're is going to be very interesting. You're an amazing, intelligent human being. Why on earth would you want the world to just see three facets of your diamond? I Why can't wait to get the whole that? diamond. This is very interesting to me, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's only that only happens out of safety, out of not knowing, out of the belief systems that we carry. I'm not good enough. I'm fat. I'm too short. I'm this. I'm that. I don't have enough degrees. So the conversation, the ontology of language that we carry in our mind about who we are, and in, in conjunction with that, the willingness to want to get bigger, not more arrogant, but to want to be more present in the world, in a grounded situation that says, these are my shortcomings, these are my character assets, these are my character defects, and I am going to present my character assets to the best of my possibility. And I got to look at them. So the body is the body. I've got the body that's 5'4", you know, I'm voluptuous, I look like this, I look, you look like that, you look like that. Tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up. I got to wake up tomorrow morning and go to see Oprah. What am right. I going to do? Change my body? No. Not likely. So if I, <laughs> no. So if I can take what God has given me and what's present and uplift it and up-level it with grace, knowledge, style, proportion, and be proud of my assets and not be ashamed of my flaws, that'll give me an edge. That'll give you an edge. If I can take my authenticity which is the new currency in the world, and present that to the world with a vulnerable place in my heart, with knowledge and with grace, there's no one that can say no to you. Right. And so when your second skin, when your second skin, which I consider your clothing, is completely authentic to who you are on the inside. If you're shy, you're shy. You don't have to change. You don't have to twist yourself into some pretzel because fashion is saying, well, you know, today we are doing yellow and black. Yes, like, I, really I know care. what you mean. I, I really don't care what, what's in fashion. I care if it looks good on you. The clothes that you wear are the platter upon which you are presented. And most people purchase clothes so that they hide their body. And that's not what my world is. My world is use your closet like a toolbox. And most people only have an orphanage. They don't have a clothing box or a closet or a wardrobe. They got an orphanage. Nothing matches. Everything stays the same. It's a closet, I say, not a museum. Most people have museums. You know, it's, it's the fear of opening up the closet door and Witnessing what's really in there, being present to authentic, the authentic size of it, first of all, 
the um, chaos that's in there, which is reflective of the chaos in our heads and in our psyche. So there's a lot that clothing does and doesn't do. And if we empower ourselves to such a degree where we can really look at it and be with it and have an awareness and an acceptance of this body, the strength that comes with that, Adam, and the, and the effortlessness and the power with which you can show up in the world, whether you're a CEO or a school teacher or whether you're Jack Canfield. Jack always says this to me. He says, Liana, the whole world needs to learn this. Can you please take this to schools? We're starting to teach it to children, and children are so amazing. You know, I have two grandchildren. They 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 tell their mother, their, their mother, my daughter is a lawyer, and my granddaughter says to, says to her mom, Mom, why are you wearing all black? That's not good for you. Because black is the absence of color, and she's heard me teach that. And you, we all are as human beings. We are a creation in God's garden. So we're all made up of color and black is the absence that shuts down the heart. And now I invite you to go into the world and watch what people are doing. They're all wearing black and they're all wearing gray and everybody's depressed. And then they go from that kind of depression to the other end of the pendulum and they go, Oh my God, I need color. I'm so depressed. And then they, you know, the outfit walks in a half an hour before they do. I, yeah, because there is a such thing as being too colorful and being too far out there. Now, there's no fast roll on that because, at least from my perspective anyway, because uh, we all have our own brilliance. We do. And the more you know and, and comprehend the facets of who you are. So I call that, I, I coined this work about 25, 30 years ago. And there's a formula to you, and there will never be another one like you, ever, in the entire history of mankind. Because who you are is made up your body, your coloring, the sound of your voice, the structure of your body, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you interact with people, your essence, whether you're an introvert, whether you're an extrovert. So all those things make up Adam. Sure. And then, and then you stand upon the shoulders of those you came from and the history of those people you came from and all the people who've given into your life and impacted you. So you're a unique, brilliant, amazing masterpiece. And your closet has the capacity to reflect that so that when you walk into a room, those three seconds that we have to make a first impression, literally three, you can do that without ever opening your mouth. Oh, we still have we still have three seconds. I thought it was down to about half a second. Yeah, I mean, I say it's three <laughs> because people, because people, I mean, the younger crowd, anywhere under twenty eight, I would say, yeah, it's less than three. But right. For those of us who are a little older, you know, we still at least, at least, we take a look up and down. You know, <laughs> but the truth is, that most of our languaging is nonverbal. So when I say dressing is an embodied action and you look across the room and, you know, you see someone and you kind of feel an attraction towards or, oh, I really would like to speak to that person. And then you go up and and they open their mouth and they start talking and there's a dissonance. Uh, It's possible. Been there and done that. 
it's possible that the clothing and the message of the mask is inauthentic to what it is that you're pinging because we're all pinging animals. You know, there's no, there's no like thermometer that says, hey, you, listen, watch out here. But we do feel it. And often we can't put our finger on it. We don't have the languaging that goes with it. But the more you learn about image therapy, it's really fantastic and amazing because you get to see the structure of it and you back in and you look at some people and you go, oh, my God that outfit walks in before she does. Or, oh my God, that tie is so bright, I can't even see his face. Or he looks really drained and tired and exhausted. So when you get to see some of these concepts, you can really apply them immediately. I mean, I have people in my classroom for half an hour or after a phone call like this or after an interview or they read an article and they go, my God, Liana, I read your article on the plane or I read your book, You Are a Masterpiece, and it just changed the way I look at the world. And it's really quite amazing. It's curiosity squared, and it's so interesting once you really get into it. Sure, certainly. I could not agree more. At some point here, see, this is what I what happens sometimes with the Business Creators Radio Show here is, uh, is sometimes we get guests that are just so giving and share so much great information that I have to look and realize we've gone a quarter of the way through the interview and I have yet to ask a question, but yet you've already given so much. <laughs> you, you do recognize I've not actually asked you a question yet as far as this interview. We're only as far as the time and money thing. Yeah, we are only as far as that. Right. So right. Go ahead so, and ask. so, so you mentioned, yeah. So, uh, we have a few things that we plan to cover here, but uh, a couple other things have jumped out as well. Just hearing what you've said, and, I, and if we have time, we're going to get to a couple of those things. But first of all, you've mentioned image therapy. So, if you could break down a little bit more how this process works, I think some of our listeners are looking for, uh, based on the outstanding foundation you've laid for our conversation here, how how this applies and how they can apply it so they can make this work for them yeah so um 30 years ago when i started to when i started into this work consciously you know when i was looking at women and i saw that they were really at a loss i mean there were women who had phds and they were very intelligent and you know lawyers and all kinds of magical women in the world and when it came to their bodies and shopping they were at a loss so I realized, you know, there's something missing there. So I saw that the psychological part was just as important as the technical part of dressing a body. So I realized, you know, if we take the, the process of therapy and if we take the process of dressing and if I take those two domains and blend them, it's a much easier way for, for, at those time it was just women, you know, it was in Hamburg in about 1981. I realized there needs to be a more empowering way to have women look at their own body without all the negative conversation. And that's how it started. That's how I started the process of image therapy because you have to do them both hand in hand. I mean, all you have to do is sit in the wardrobe uh, department at Nordstrom's for about half an hour and listen to the conversations that girlfriends have with one another. You know, they take 15 dresses into the, into the um, fitting room 
and one dress goes on, the other dress goes off, and all you hear is, oh, my God, I'm so fat. This is so ugly. Why doesn't anything fit me? Can't they make clothes that fit my body? And the truth is that the end consumer is now starting to really believe that they're not good enough. When the truth is, Adam, it's only been about 80 years or 90 years that we can walk into a store and purchase something. 90 years ago, there wasn't anything where you could just walk into a store and say, I'm a size six, let me have some pants and a jacket. That's true. Every every single piece that we would wear, which isn't that long ago, was made by someone with love. My grandfather was the Shah to four generations of royalty, was the Shah's tailor to four generations of royalty. Right. Three Three to the Shah of Iran and one to the Tsar of Russia. Okay. So I come from a from a custom clothing background. Wow. So when I became when I thirty years ago when there were no image consultants and when there was none of this self esteem and self discovery and transformational world, I became a custom clothing designer to step into his shoes and also to be able to teach women what looks good on them and why. Because that's all there was available. From there I had the dream of of doing Image Therapist International. I created this world because there was such a lack. And so when I look at it now and I'm standing in front of 2,000 people training and people used to laugh at me 25 years ago when I left Germany and I said, I'm going to go to America and I'm going to build Image Therapist International and there's going to be image therapists all over the world and people are going to know their bodies and they're going to be empowered and kids are going to know not to wear this color and to wear that. And this was this is how it grew. It was, a, it was a vision. And this is what we do in business. You have a dream and you build it and you are most probably so passionate and, and passionate and relentless about what you want to build in the world because you can taste it. Hopefully, all of your business listeners are like that. And that's how it is for me still to this day. Every single time I see a new student or I'm standing in front of a bigger crowd, I want every single person in that room to be so empowered and to walk out with knowledge and go, I've learned something. And I can take this and I can take all the black out of my closet. I can take a color that I can wear, if my eyes are blue, I can wear navy, which is my black. Right. So navy is much better than black because it's kinder to the skin. Chocolate brown is much better than black if your hair is brown. If your eyes are green, olive green, dark green, forest green is your black. It's not that difficult. This is very good information. And if I can just say on a personal note, uh, you mentioned that four generations of your family were tailors to royalty. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, back in the day, did they know how to dress? Yes, they did. Oh my goodness! I mean, <laughs> you, you look at you look at you look at some of the uh, the photographs and some of the the paintings from the time when your ancestors would have been working with those royal families, and just seeing the, uh, the you know the the costumes and uh, and the and the way that they present themselves at their functions and everything and those uniforms they wore. Wow. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like if that wasn't considered so eccentric today, I would just love to dress up like that. But you know what, Adam? It's not eccentric. You are the pebble in your lake. You are the one who sets the standard. Right. I set the standard in my world, Adam. 
I set the standard in my world. If you want to be in my world, you honor and respect yourself by dressing well, by taking care of your body, by taking care of your mind, by taking care of your language, and you enter a space of sacredness. That's what life is. We have the privilege to live life. And most of humanity thinks it's a chore. It is not. It's a privilege to be living life in this body at this time. And I say, if you don't make the best of it, and if you don't live in all your talents, it's like spitting into the face of your creator. And none of us have the right to do that. Right. So you've uh, so here's the thing. I can imagine our listeners hearing what you've said so far. Now you've given us some insights on how to match eye color to determine what our personal black is, if I'm if I'm saying those terms correctly. And yes, thank you. Yeah, sure sure thing. And you've given us some insights in terms of, you know, how it reflects who we are. Uh, I encourage everybody to listen to this one again because this is one of those levels of knowledge that sometimes you have to hear twice to truly gather. So if you're listening to this live, it'll be on iTunes within 24 hours. Make sure to go to iTunes and subscribe at Business Creators Radio Show and download this one and listen to it again. You'll comprehend it at a much different level having heard it the second time. Now, all that being said, uh, you know we're about halfway through here, and you know I'm thinking... What can we do to know what looks best yeah. on us? I mean, you've shown us how you've given us some specifics on eye color and hair color, but how do we know what looks best on us? I mean, I've heard, you know, wear pinstripes if you're a certain height or uh, no, wear uh, no, you know, horizontal stripes if you're a certain stripe, but that's about as far as I know. No. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 help okay. us out, so help us out here, because I know our listeners are thinking, I need a killer <laughs> photo for my website, for my book, yeah. for my podcast splash screen, uh, for when I get up on stage. So how do I know it's going to look best on me? Please help us with that. Yeah, Adam. So it's kind of like going to a party and you see a cardiologist or you see a dentist and you say, you know, I got this problem with my heart. So the truth is, there are certain things I can I can say and teach your listeners, like the eye color or like the hair color. And then you have to imagine if you if every single human being is a masterpiece just the way they are. The way to learn this stuff is to understand the technical aspect of it and to be in the learning. It's like you aren't gonna learn it in a half an hour or an hour. You'll get slices of it. So those of you, for example, let's say you have listeners um, who are speakers. We have a lot of and, listeners who are speakers, just to let you know. Right. So let's say you have a lot of listeners who are speakers. So let's give them some information that they can actually implement as speakers, okay? Or they want to do a video blog or they're going to get on photographs. These days, we none of us have the luxury of wearing things that show up before we do because everyone's got a camera and everyone's got video. So no matter where you go, no matter what you do, the best thing to do is to wear colors that, that complement you, that do not show up before you do. And the way, to, the way to test that, the best way to test that, or whether it's a print, whether it's a color, is you put the outfit on and you step about seven feet away from the mirror, from God willing, a full length mirror. By the way, 
90% of Americans do not have a full-length mirror at home. So if there's anything I can support your listeners in is to to purchase a full-length mirror that you can step six or seven feet away from so you can see your full body, front, left, right, side, back, before you leave the house. Everyone needs that, and most people don't have it. So purchase a mirror like that, step away from it, put the outfit on, step away from the mirror, close your eyes, relax your knees, relax your jaw, take a deep breath, feel the insides of your eyelids. And the reason why I say that is because I want you to be present in your body and in the moment. I don't want you to be in your head. And I want you to take the eyes from your head that are now closed and I want you to drop them into your heart. And as you open your eyes, look in the mirror and tell yourself what you see first. If the outfit shows up before you do, put it back. You don't need a reason. But if that's the first thing you're looking at, Adam, that's what people are going to be attracted to. I don't want people to look at your clothes. I want them to look at you. I want, especially if you're a speaker, I want them to remember you, not your tie with pineapples on it. Shoot, I just bought one of those. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Or stripes that are louder than you or print a big Hawaiian print that screams, hello, I'm over here. Yeah, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, yes. (laughs) So... If I can give you if I can give your listeners any kind of support is is go online, um, find out more about where you can go look at videos, find out more about what we do. We have a virtual style academy that I teach twice a year. It's live with me. Virtualstyleacademy.com. You can learn more. It's the truth is that I need to see you. I need to be able to teach you what your body shape is, whether you're an inverted triangle or whether you're an hourglass, which are all the, the standards of, of technical architecture that you can actually learn. It's all learnable. It's just not learnable in an hour and a half on an interview. You can learn about your hair color and how your hair color and your eye color and your skin tone are in relation to one another. And the other sound of the voice matches that or doesn't. How you move, the intensity of your gaze. So these are I'm I'm, you know, blanketing a whole bunch of concepts on you that are completely new. And and if you look at the world through the eyes of image therapy, here I'll give you an example. For example, look at um, Queen Latifah. So okay. I, if I say it, you can you can have it in your mind, right? Yes. So you have Queen Latifah in your mind, and then imagine Queen Latifah having a different voice, like the one I just put on. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? There would be a definite cognitive dissonance there, to say the very least, to the extent I couldn't even say the word dissonance correctly the first time. Right. It would be completely, completely jarring for you. Yes. Right. And there are people who have that. And the reason why it's jarring to you, it's because we all have a balance meter in the back of our brain. So when our eyes see something, when our eyes see a beautiful building or a piece of art and it's in proportion, we recognize it as beautiful. 
You do the same thing with a human being, only with a human being, because we're a three-dimensional, living, breathing, moving masterpiece. The voice, the gait, the gaze, the movement, the integrity of their speech, all of that shows up in one fell swoop. So when you see Queen Latifah, and you have a little voice like this, you be talking like this, and they're all queen, you go, oh my God, what on earth? Because it's not balanced. One energy is squeaky and loud and, 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 and incessant, which is the voice, and then you see this stately, gorgeous, strong Amazon body with this beautiful, smooth, regal face, and somehow the two of those don't like go together. See what I'm saying? Oh, I get it completely. And uh, I mean, it's not just humans. Uh, our listeners will know, will understand when I say I, there's a cat that I know. This cat weighs almost 30 pounds and carries this really regal posture about her. I mean, if, if, if cats actually were royalty, she would probably be um, very high in the lineage or in the line of succession to the crown. And the first time I ever heard this cat meow, I was expecting something regal, something almost lion-like. And instead, I hear, meow. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Is right. that all you got? So Is that, that all you got, honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, so see that piece. This is, this is what is part of the style architecture of humanity. Now, this continues, Adam. This doesn't just stop at the voice. Then you have a coat that you want to put on a person like that, and their voice is all squeaky and, and pixie-like, but their body is this massive, beautiful architecture. So, so... Image therapy is the process in PhD in design of who you are to bring those components together in a way that the world sees you in harmony so that there is no dissonance. And clothing and jewelry and haircut and the right glasses and the right boots and the right shoes on the right body with the right voice with the right gaze has the capacity to do that and that's what the magic of image therapy is because most people are not the kind of people that like queen latifah or let's say queen latifah on one end and then Callista flockhart on the other okay very distinctly different people and body shapes and one is an ectomorph very skinny with um, you know, haggard, and then there's a, and, and Queen Latifah is a mesomorph with lots of muscle and fat and structure. And so, so those two are the opposite ends of the spectrum. But most of humanity doesn't live on those perfect opposite ends of the spectrum. Most of humanity, we, we have men who are heavily overweight or very skinny and tiny and have a loud voice. And we have women who have big bodies and have a tiny little voice. And I am only in this concept just talking to you about voice. So the, the visual sound, the sound has weight, just like physical weight on a crystal glass. But we don't think about these things in everyday language. Like if you see a crystal cup sitting on a table and it's full of water, if you in your brain say, okay, that's crystal, 
you come at it wanting to pick it up with a different inertia than you would if you knew this was plastic. Am I correct? Very much so. Right. So that's visual weight. So the sound of someone's voice also carries weight. And so this whole harmonious act, this dance of you showing up in the world with the right cloth on your body, the suiting has to be the right visual weight and physical weight, the color has to be the right value, the density of a fabric has to be the right density of your body, you know, are you a Coke can or are you flat from the side? Do you need big earrings or do you need small earrings? If you have right. short hair, is it too short? Does it balance your hips? If you have triple D cup and junk in the trunk, do you need cups on your do, do you need pockets on your triple D cups? No, you don't. You don't need military pockets on a jacket when you have big boobs. And you don't need pockets on your jeans that are tripling your booty. <laughs> so all of this, <laughs> all of this is part of it. And then we're not even talking about the psychology of how you show up. Because I believe that when you're empowered to understand your masterpiece, because you are the center of all of this, because you're the center of your own design world, then when it looks good on you, then you can think about being respectful to each situation that you're going into, whether you're a soccer mom and a lawyer and you're going to a fundraiser and at night you get to sing on stage because you love to sing or you're a belly dancer or because you're a brain surgeon and then you fly a plane. So all of these components are part of your life. And in each of those domains of your life, you get to dress different, but you always get to dress like you, never like somebody else. Isn't that powerful? Sure, sure, absolutely. Now we are about um, we're about two thirds of the way through this, and I know that in a few moments you're going to share with us uh, uh, some specific tips on a couple of things here. But uh, there, um, there is uh, uh, there are one or two things that have resonated with me just hearing what you've said over the course of our time together, and just some of the things that have popped into my mind here. And the the first of which is I I think about what happens with children when we're in school, for instance, or when we're coming up in the world. Uh, I remember myself, uh, particularly my adolescence, uh, attempting to wear clothing that did not really feel like it was an integrity with me because, mm -hmm. uh, because I was under the impression that the style would make me more stylish, which, you know, looking back retrospectively, turned out absolutely not to be the case whatsoever. Um, on the other hand, uh, I had all this messaging coming at me saying, yeah, if you, uh, if you wear a certain uh, type of clothes and you show a certain status, then that will reflect upon you, uh, which turned out, you know, at least maybe the way I approached it not to be true. On the other hand, I had absolutely no criteria whatsoever for knowing what I should do. The closest I had to guidance were these clothes that my grandmother god rest her soul would foist upon me and i'm wondering where does she get her ideas <laughs> it, 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 for, somehow, somehow she came up with the idea that i should like the color orchid and uh, the collars on some of these shirts she bought i don't even think we're stylish during the disco era so i mean so i mean i have absolutely nothing 
going on to really give me something that felt authentic to me. I mean, yeah, during, you know, when I, uh, you know, between the ages of like 16 and 19, I uh, spent a lot of money on clothes and I had some very fashionable clothing. I also know that uh, a lot of the stuff did not feel comfortable on me because it didn't feel natural to me. There were a few uh, sweatshirts that I owned that really resonated with me and I would wear them all the time. But there were a lot of things in my closet that I wore maybe once and uh, when I had them on the first time, it's like I couldn't wait to get them off because it was mm. just so far out of my range. I didn't have a criteria to begin with. So what do we do with the confusion well, that happens with our children? Because I, I have a suspicion that's where I, a lot of this starts. So are you willing to go out on a limb here, Adam? Oh, absolutely. They call me the limb go out upon her. <laughs> uh, okay. So... Um... The reason why this is called image therapy is because the inside comes first. Style gets built from the inside out. And I have an event that we do twice a year. It's called Live Your Life in Style. And style is an, an, acronym, it's an acronym. It's trademarked for seek to transform your life every day. Okay? So clothing is what you can use as a powerful placeholder to remind yourself that there's transformation possible all the time. But we don't know that as children, just like you said. So when right. I ask you to go out on a limb, I ask you essentially to go back inside your history. Okay. And I have to, and I have to get your permission to do that. I'm all about this sort of thing. Please have at it. Okay. As I, as, as I so, said, not only am I the host, I'm also a student. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Okay. So tell me about... Tell me about um, the first time you remember getting dressed, being dressed by someone. What's the first thing that really viscerally gets you in your gut where you go, oh, my God. That that. Bas that's basically the reaction I have is, oh, my God. I, I can tell you, actually, one of the earliest memories that comes to me, it's not very specific, and I don't have a vision no, around it. No, but that one. Whatever that is, I can feel right. through the phone. Yeah, I but the thing, but the thing I'm feeling right now, Liana, is I remember because uh, you know how children do this thing known as growing, and mm -hmm. sometimes they may only be able to wear clothes for six months before they've simply outgrown them. Yeah, I remember um, outgrowing all my pairs of jeans. I had four or five pairs of jeans, and I all grew all of them. And mm -hmm. being told, "Oh, just wear them. Just just." pull in your belly and wear them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, 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 I literally can't button these and I'm supposed to just wear yeah. them. Yeah. Who was the one telling you? Well, of course, that was my mother, of course. Okay, so tell me about your mom. Uh, what's there to say about her? Oh, that much, huh? <laughs> So no, my, 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 my mother my mother is a is a lovely, wonderful woman and I credit her with uh with so much in terms of how I've developed and the man I've become. I also um have an awareness that and again this is something that I think is a little bit beyond the bounds of the business creators radio show. I think that there was a theme in her youth and early adulthood of not having the opportunity to pursue pursue dreams that she really wanted to pursue. Of yeah, that, being told, but the, being told that there's a certain way that people are supposed to be, and mm -hmm. then of course how things tend to go down through the generations. That's the message I got. And although 
on an intellectual level, I rebelled against this whole thing and continue to to this day. I nevertheless found myself at certain periods of my life, particularly the adolescent period that I mentioned, where I bought clothes based on perception of style, that there's a way that things are supposed to be. Right. That are, so, that, are, that are artificially determined by others who um, not only have no interest in your well-being, but have a specific interest only in their own, even if, especially if that trumps yours. Mm-hmm. Yes, I hear you. And that part, Adam, the part that you just spoke about, is the part where we're not a choice. Where we bring the past into the present so it can mess up our future. Right. When we are not a choice, but it is running us, it, whatever the it is, you know, a child, for example, let's say a three-year-old has gone into its mother's bedroom, gone through the underwear drawer, taken a G-string, pulled it over her head, come out and said, Mom, look, I'm going to go to school like this. I have a crown. And the mother just has to do a two-second disapproving mean gaze at the child and the child shuts down and says, oh, mommy didn't like that. So as children, and the reason why this, this work is so interesting and important to, to witness inside yourself, and this is a lot of what the image therapy part of this is, is we get to go back and we get to look at what contracts we made as children that are now disempowering to us as adults and will not let us be shining in the world. Like I have clients that will never want to wear their hair color. And is it is it, further, is it is it they'll want to dye it to a different color at all times? Is that what you mean? Excuse me? As in they'll want to dye it to a different color at all times. Yes. Okay. As, and, and, and I have a story that is very, very personal and very private. And hopefully one day you and I will have a conversation. We'll talk about it. But there's a, when, when children are um, in a position where they're abused sexually, emotionally, psychologically, they shut down. And they protect their spirit. And so... Most of us have encountered something like that in our childhood. An overpowering mother, an overbearing grandmother, a very strict, angry father, an alcoholic uncle. And so when we look at our childhood as we become adults and where there's a sliver of brilliance that can be shining through and we're not seeing it, and I can tell you thousands of stories. My book it's filled with stories like that, Adam. And it's, it's the, the anger, the resentment that fills us to such a degree that armors our heart and will not allow us to see ourselves in all our glory. And then I come along as an image therapist and I don't see any of the conversation. All I see is the brilliance of that human being and the pain that surrounds the brilliance of that person. And my job is to take you back to the inside and to show you that none of those stories are actually true in this moment in 2015 because they're part of the past. But the belief system is blocking us from being brilliant. 
you know how many women I have in my and, and men these day, these days who are beautifully talented, amazing human beings. They stand in the mirror. I, I had one that is a story I tell all the time, an actress, very famous actress, stands in the mirror. I've put a dress on her. I'm getting her a glass of water. I come back into the office, into the studio, and she is sobbing. She's standing six feet in front of the mirror. And I say to her, Sweetheart, why are you crying? And she says, Rihanna, I cannot believe that the vision that I'm seeing in the mirror, that reflection is really me standing here. I cannot be that beautiful. And that's what image therapy is about. It's about taking away the armor that surrounds the beauty of who we are to let you see yourself and be seen, not just by the world, but first and foremost, by yourself. When I say, it says on my business card, be proud of your assets, not ashamed of your flaws. Most of the world focuses and concentrates and, and is so deliberate on focusing on what's wrong. Right. What's right. Just watch, just watch the news. I mean, you, uh, I mean, when's, when's the last time that the leading story on the news was, uh, was a story of achievement? Uh, you know, something that's about achievement, about making the world a better place is usually the human interest piece is at about the 23rd minute. Yeah. We, and, we, and we, we lead with the murders and the scandals and uh, people's imperfections. Yeah, and that's not my world. You know, Adam, I've been asked so many times to come onto these uh, makeover shows, which I don't even, I mean, I don't even want to hear that word anymore. My world is all about up-leveling you. I pick you up where you're at, and I, sh- I get like a boulder under you and lift you up. These shows break down the human spirit. They break down the person in order for the, for the person who's trying to give you some advice to look good or the show to look good. That's not what the world is about. People are suffering enough. Why would I want to make any one of my clients suffer more than they already are suffering? And I have CEOs, I have multimillionaires, I have actresses. I mean, Jack even says to me, he says, you know, Rihanna, I just, most of the people, I mean, he teaches success principles, for heaven's sake. Right, we're Jack talking about Canfield. Jack Canfield. Yeah, Jack Canfield. Right. And he says, he says, it's amazing how 90% of the world cannot see their own brilliance and is not in acceptance of who we are. Because we have not been taught that there is a way to be in the awareness and the acceptance of who we are. Adam. And that's why all of this work goes hand in hand. And, you know, the more you see what's really present and the more you can be with what's present, you get to see it for what it is and for what's so, and you get to live your life with what's so, not rebel against it. Because rebellion is just going to exhaust you. Yeah. And there's no success. there's no success down that road. See what I mean? Right. See what you're exposing here, Liana, if I may, is what is 
totally left behind or totally not covered that needs to be covered when we talk about image consulting or helping you with your branding or whatever it is. Uh, I have sure. seen so many cases, and 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 God, and God love uh, branding experts, and we've had several branding experts on the Business Creators Radio Show, and I know that several of them do in fact go to levels of insight like you and I are talking about right now. So I, I know this isn't the case with all people who do branding, but I have seen some uh, who are not aware of this level of how what happens inside us or what happens, you know, how, how the past becomes the present impacts the future and how that can affect our brand and what we see happen. And this is going to be a phenomenon that I think many of our listeners are going to recognize as something that either they've experienced or has happened to a friend of them is where they, let's say they join a mastermind group, or let's say they work with a branding consultant, or let's say they have a marketing consultant, and uh, they are told that if they, you know, they change their website to do this, you know, I do website reviews myself, and I tell people what they need to do with their websites to make them convert better. Uh, but when we talk about things like, you know, maybe the, the color scheme or the aesthetics of the site, or maybe we look at what we are talking about when it comes to, you know, a certain area of business we want to be in, a certain market we want to serve, or something like that, and they're given the guidance of what they're supposed to do by their group or their consultant or what have you, and then they rebel against it and they say, oh no, that's not me, that makes me feel highly uncomfortable. And they're shown some chart that shows that the, uh, that the, uh, that the profit zone is right outside the uh, comfort zone or something like that, that's supposed <laughs> to, yeah, but, but what, I, what, I, what I notice myself is you look at those scenarios and uh, even if the person, uh, you know, bucks up and just does it to, to, to knuckle down and get past their head trash and be successful, within about 45 to 60 days, they're right back where they started, if not farther behind. Mm -hmm. Because that place in which they tried to push was just so incongruent with their brilliance, their radiance, their passion, and the person that they are. I've done this in business myself. I've done things in business. I've offered solutions. They were so far out of alignment with what my personality is and what I am and it just it, it just doesn't work out. And I think every entrepreneur to some level either has been there or is close to somebody who has been there. They go out and do something in the business and it's just not naturally them. And if we don't pay attention to this stuff, if we don't honor the things that you've shared with us during the course of our time together, uh, this is where we find ourselves in what's known as a vicious cycle. History keeps repeating itself and we're having the same old conversation. And how they deal with this in the corporate world is they schedule more meetings <laughs> yeah you know yeah. I um, I I hear what you're saying and I I think that the, the authenticity piece right you know, in branding and in network marketing and in, in any business I, I mean we bring to each moment of our lives the possibility of who we are right and living inside a mask is going to forgo the possibility of our authentic self. And I don't want that for anyone. What I want for people, for anyone, everyone, children, men, women, gay, straight, whatever, whether you're a school teacher or a nurse or whether you're a big CEO or an actress, it's the, the brilliance of your song 
is what you bring. You know, I... I'll tell you a little story. Do we have a minute for a little story? I will tell you that we have um, exactly four minutes left before they cut us off and go to the next episode. Uh, so um, if you have time for a short story, and I do want to give you one minute to share with our listeners how you can support them. So if you can share the story in about 90 seconds, we're all for it. Yeah, I was in Italy, and uh, I went into the bathroom, and I saw this beautiful woman with Paragamo shoes. And not until you know I was done and she handed me a towel did I realize that she was uh, the lady who kept the bathroom clean. And she looked like a queen. And that was her domain. And she honored it, Adam. Wow. We don't, we don't, I mean, I, I didn't think she was the bathroom lady. Her nails were done, her hair was done, her shoes were Ferragamo. And I was like, you know what? It'd be nice if we all honored our lives a little more like that and ourselves. So the story of clothing being your second skin and honoring yourself and giving the gift of who you are to the world in a beautiful package, that's what I want people to take away and that you're worth it. Right, right. Well, first of all... um I wish we had three more hours. So first of all, um, Liana Shouli of Image Therapy, thank you so much for being with us first off. This has been an honor thank and it's you. been an education. Now, this is something now, now, this is one of the topics we occasionally have on the Business Creators Radio Show where there's no possible way that just listening for an hour can possibly get you all of the answers. And I have to imagine there are a few folks out there listening either live or through iTunes on the podcast who would just love to take this to a, a, a deeper level. And since this is a, since yeah. this is a very personal journey, um, how do they contact you and how can you help our business creators? I would love for them to go to virtualstyleacademy.com, virtualstyleacademy, all one word, dot com. Sure. And they can um, find out more about our virtual, the virtual way to just connect, learn more. Or they can go to Liana's Gift dot com l-i-a-n-a-s lianas g-i-f-t-s dot com lianas gifts dot com and i would love to hear your feedback i would love to hear what this set off for you i would love to hear what opened up and how it made you think and act and what you noticed in the world and i'd love that you know it's it's what makes this world grow and um as we connect we can learn from one another because I learn from every single new person that comes into my life. Like I listen to your voice, Adam, and your passion, and I know what you look like. And, you know, I put the two together and there's another masterpiece. So wow! thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I would love to connect with your listeners. I would love to have you um, as part of our event if you ever are in Los Angeles, I would love to have you here. So sure. please connect. Absolutely. So once again, Liana, thank you so much. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and our podcast on iTunes under the same name, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Till next time, have a great day. Take care. <laughs>